You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Dear listeners, you are tuned in to Inspire FM 105.1 and you are listening to the Welcome to Islam show. This show is a platform for new Muslims, reverts and converts to discuss any issues or challenges they faced or even discuss their uh, stories of coming into Islam. And we are really interested to uh, hear from you, uh, the new Muslims in the community or uh, in the UK or even worldwide uh, please share your stories with us please uh, let us know if you have any questions uh, it is after all a um, live show and your uh, discussion and participation is much uh, encouraged to join in um, to the show or to make any comments you can dial into the studio on our studio number 01582481822 you can also send us a text message or send us a WhatsApp message actually on 0779481822. Uh, my name is Ismail and today we are going to continue with our mini-series that we are doing as part of the show, which is entitled The New Muslim Guide. And today is our second episode. Uh, inshallah, we'll go through. So in, in, in our previous uh, episode of The New Muslim Guide, we've covered... Uh, the preliminaries of, of this, uh, if, if you may call it, uh, of this course. Um, and, and this course, we are covering the new Muslim guidebook from, uh, by the writer Fahad Salim Bahamam. And also, we are on the side, we are also uh, following materials provided by Islam Wise uh, for the course Basics of Islam. So we have merged the two uh, sort of uh, materials and uh, and catered it for a uh, live audience, inshallah. Um, on top of uh, this uh, radio show, we, we also have this uh, uh, course recorded on our podcasts uh, on iTunes and Spotify. So please do uh, check check in to to for for uh, to check up the previous episodes, uh, inshallah. Uh, so in the last episode, uh, I've been discussing the the course content what uh, would be covered uh, and then we covered some of the virtues of seeking knowledge um, in Islam uh, so just to repeat that inshallah would be uh, we, we, we mentioned about a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu where he said whoever follows a path in the pursuit of knowledge Allah will make a path to paradise easy for him and this was collected by um, Muslim so a hadith from Sahih Muslim which is uh, quite authentic Inshallah. And also, um, what else did we cover? We, we covered the, in like a, um, the basic course outline, um, uh, the course contents, as I've mentioned. And on top of that, some, some tips for seeking knowledge, which was we mentioned about remaining sincere, learning gradually. Um, as with um, you know, any new Muslim, obviously, it's a very, Islam is a journey, and all of us are learning, even members of the existing Muslim community uh, we are trying to learn as much as we can as, as <clears throat> you know with time uh, gradually inshallah uh, and some of the advice for new Muslims uh, were to start with the basics and put in maximum effort um, to put in the maximum effort and um, you know uh, we also discussed about the sources of knowledge uh, we mentioned about Quran and Sunnah and asking guidance from the scholars so that you know, there is a basic framework to it because with Islam, uh, the derivation of fiqh or uh, rulings or laws, um, they all have a certain methodology which is being followed. Now, anybody and everybody cannot just come in, um, take a verse or even a hadith, uh, which are the narrations by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They just cannot take it out of context and just say, you know, look, uh, that's what it says and derive a ruling out of it a very good example would be say for example in the quran there is a uh, there's a verse that uh, mentions about um, you know people who waste are friends of uh, satan or disbelievers or something like that and somebody cannot just come in and say that if you spit in the in the toilet and flush 
then you are a disbeliever because you wasted water. So something as silly like that. Um, so no one, no one can really say that because there's a certain methodology behind it, which the scholars are more aware about. And I myself am no expert. Um, so all I'm trying to do through this course is get the basics of, of Islam across. And, and uh, we are following uh, the guidebook as, as, as well as the course material. So, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, basically we will be following a certain methodology as well. And this is kind of like the basics. But at the same time, we're just trying to highlight that the importance of asking scholars or, or the sources from which we get our knowledge. Um, yeah, we mentioned about the Quran and the Sunnah and the learning of the scholars. So who are the scholars? I mean, they can be from the companions of the Prophet, وسلم, from the time of the companions of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam all the way to scholars of our time. Uh, and, and there is a specific danger if we do not learn from um, from uh, the, the righteous scholars. I mean, if we just take uh, pick and choose knowledge from everywhere, then it's going to be confusing. And during our show as well, we've realized that some, some of the issues that New Muslim has been facing were confusion. Because nowadays with information everywhere from Sheikh Google to Mufti, YouTube or uh, you name it, uh, I mean articles all over the website, it's, uh, it's probably better that one sticks to a scholar or a group of scholars they can trust or even the local masjid can be a, a good guidance or a good starting point. Right, we discussed who is, uh, what is Islam and uh, who is a Muslim, the basics. We discussed the five pillars of Islam. Uh, just um, uh, We just glossed over it without going into the details, but inshallah, as part of the course, uh, at some point we do intend to touch um, on the, uh, the five pillars of Islam in detail. Um, right, so moving on. Uh, inshallah. Okay, uh, just before we move on, actually, uh, talking about the last week, we have also touched on some of the preliminaries uh, that the author wrote uh, as as part of this uh, guidebook. Uh, we have discussed. Uh, I mean, we have congratulated the new Muslim uh, and and ex- and uh, briefly discussed how Islam is the greatest blessing ever, uh, the purpose of human existence. And uh, yeah, we've also gone through Islam being a universal religion, um, and and topics like this, like there is no intermediate intermediaries between God and man, uh, and Islam being a religion of life, being moderate, uh, neither of the two extremes. Um, uh, we've discussed about you know finding about the rulings of Islam, some trusted websites, uh, and so on and so forth. Right. Um, but today, inshallah, we will start from chapter one, which is the chapter of faith. Um, so, just to give a give an idea about uh, of what uh, we intend to cover, not not within the chapter, but uh, the other chapters we have. For example, we have about uh, twelve chapters. We have got the this chapter of faith, followed by purification, prayer. Um, I mean. Once we start prayer, is the five pillars. We go on to the fast, zakat, pilgrimage, um, and after that we go on to um, yeah. Obviously, there's Hajj in between, and um, after that we do touch on uh, the basics of financial transactions within Islam. Um, your food and drink, your dress code, your family, your moral character, and finally your a chapter on your new life. So the author does a good job in comprehensively covering uh, without going too much into the details of it and uh, explains um, these topics from the light of the Quran and Sunnah, as we will see, inshallah. Right, so, um, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So today we can uh, start on the chapter of faith, uh, which is an essential pillar uh, of Islam. So after the preliminaries, can get. Um, so the author uh, actually divides it in um, um, in, a, in, a, in a few parts. Where first he goes on to explain the testimony of faith, 
uh, where we will you know understand a bit about the statement la ilaha illallah and um, and then the testimony that muhammad is uh, allah's messenger uh, followed by that we will have the six pillars of faith the meaning of worship and then uh, the meaning of shirk in islam um, and as part of the six uh, pillars of faith uh, within this chapter we go into the detail of uh, the six pillars of iman uh, not to be confused with the five pillars of, uh, of islam so these six pillars of iman are belief in allah's names and attributes belief in his angels in the divine books in the messenger uh, in the messenger the last day and the divine and the belief in the divine decree or qadr so those are the six uh, pillars of faith we may not be able to complete this chapter today but we will um uh we will go on and um cover as much as we can and then we will continue from the next episode inshallah so to start the uh, to start this chapter all divine messages which the prophets brought to their people call to the worship of Allah alone without associating anyone in worship with him and to reject all false deities in fact this is the exact meaning of the testimony of faith through which one enters the fold of islam by pronouncing it for new muslims who who may have uh, you know pronounced the shahada or uh, the testament that uh, of la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah so that's where we will, we will try and understand the meaning of la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah but before that uh, there is a hadith uh, hadith which are the narrations of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam um there's a hadith that says um um anyone who says there is no one worthy of uh, worthy of worship except allah seeking thereby allah's pleasure so ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu um yeah so that's uh, in sahih al bukhari because whoever dies while believing in it will be admitted into paradise as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said whoever dies knowing full well that there is no god but allah will enter paradise um right because knowledge of its meaning and um uh, uh, yeah and dictates is unquestionably the greatest and most important duty of a muslim now going on to the meaning of la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah um the the arabic word ilah or god refers to any being that is worshiped thus whoever worships something that is uh something has in fact taken a god's beside uh besides or instead of allah all such di- uh, deities are indeed false except for one god allah the true lord and creator therefore allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone deserves to be worshiped it is he alone whom human hearts must worship with utmost love glorification humility and fear and he alone should be relied upon and invoked no one should be called upon sought for help or relied upon except allah um right and again um and then the author goes on uh, to quote a verse from surah al-bayyinah which says they were only ordered to worship allah keeping religion pure for him so that's um yeah trying to explain the statement of la ilaha illallah in some hadith and uh quran to show where it's been mentioned um right again uh there's another uh, there's another verse of the quran which says whoever does good whether male or female and he's a believer we will most certainly make him live a happy life right so these are the mentions of the of the shahada itself in in the quran and the sunnah and the two there are two main parts of la ilaha illallah the first one la ilaha illallah there's no god negates uh, the the existence of any other de- uh, deities besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it rejects association of partners with Allah in worship uh, which is uh, uh, as we call it shirk which is the association of partners so this statement negates the 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 shirk element of it and um and requires disbelief and that requires disbelief in any being or thing that is worshiped besides Allah so it takes away everything out besides allah be it be it a human being an animal an idol a star or anything else even in the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about um oh, i can't remember the exact verse but it does mention about have you seen the worshipper of the dinar 
like uh, you know well, we live in a very consumer capitalistic society where <clears throat> we get to see around us people running behind money so dinar is is actually um yeah is referred to money in this case uh so we can see around us how people um, uh, some people we, we can see are greedy for money and living um you know f- trying to fulfill that desire so even that uh falls under this category that if we become worshippers of money and our desires then we are doing we are actually associating partners with allah subhanahu wa taala now coming to the second part is illa allah which is accept Allah. So this part confirms that Allah is the only true God. So the first part negates the existence of any other deities. And the second part, uh, illallah, uh, confirms that Allah is the only one true God who is worthy of being worshipped. And thus all acts of worship such as the prayer, invocation and reliance must be directed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Um so yeah so that's those are the two parts of la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah again the author uh, explains a bit more in detail uh, I, um, i forgot to mention about uh, this before that you know we are going through this guide as a summary but we do recommend the listeners especially among the new muslims to uh, to possibly yeah, to possibly get the guide online it's free it's free to um obtain you can order them online so it's the new muslim guide they're available in more than uh, about what 22 languages and it's also available in the form of ebook or even recorded uh, audiobooks as well uh, all all free to um you know uh, free to get and islamwise has been uh, distributing them for free as well so we recommend that you uh, get hold of it and have a read through it yourself and if you have any questions uh we can reach out to people of knowledge and get some answers for you you can always leave your comments on 0158248122 with a text message or you can send us a message on whatsapp on 0779481822 if you have any comments on the uh content of the course or any questions uh that you may get while while going through the material inshallah uh right where was i um yeah so there's another uh and then the author uh, mentions about uh, a verse in the quran uh, which states whoever calls on another god together with allah has no proof for doing so at all and his reckoning is with his lord truly the unbelievers have no success and that's mentioned in surah al-mu'minun chapter 23 verse 117 uh and there's another verse which uh which explains the significance um, if you may call it uh of la ilaha illallah uh this is a verse in surah al-baqarah which says whoever rejects false gods and believes in allah has grasped has grasped the firmest handhold which will never give way right okay so the words whoever rejects false gods provides the meaning of the first part of the testimony of faith which is la ilaha while the words uh, and believes in allah provides the meaning in the second part which is illallah now now we've covered the part of la ilaha illallah but then there is another um you know testimony in the shahada which is and muhammad is allah's messenger <clears throat> uh now as i mean being a born muslim myself we've had you know exposure to the life of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in in some way or the other maybe in bits and pieces and um, you know uh, some of the members of the existing muslim community do uh, are are lucky enough to get uh, an islamic education as well where they are taught the seerah or the life of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam but for new muslims i would suggest and highly highly recommend reading the seerah of the prophet which is um, uh, the biography or the life of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam because whenever it's summarized we usually get to hear about the ghazawas or the wars that he've done and the and the stories of the conquer but you know uh, there is a need to actually understand his his life story from from uh, from his um, you know from his interactions in trade or from his interactions with his wives <clears throat> radiyallahu ta'ala anha uh, from his interactions with the companions his uh, you know how um, how he went about 
you know, living his daily life. There is so much to learn and uh, it, it's so beautiful, alhamdulillah, that it is highly recommended. So where do you get uh, Sira? It is available um, in uh, lots of books like the Rahik al-Maktum is a very uh, popular one. There's the Moon Split. Uh, a lot of these uh, literature uh, originally in uh, probably Arabic or Urdu has, has now, I mean, there are now English translations, good English translations um, available as well. Um, uh, on top of that, there are uh, good lecture series now uh, which are available in, in, in YouTube. Uh, like Sheikh Yasir Qadi has done a um, sira, a very, very detailed uh, sira of the Prophet Muhammad which is like 105 episodes about more than, what, uh, an hour, more than an hour every for, for each episode, which is quite detailed and very uh, comprehensive in the in the English language, which I would recommend. And, uh, yeah, and, and one would understand why you know, it is so important to go through the story of the Prophet Muhammad to understand Islam, why Allah chose him to to convey the message for humanity. And but this is obviously beyond the scope of this course. But however, we can briefly go through the uh, uh, life and times of Prophet Muhammad because obviously it is part of the Shahada, the second <coughs> the second part of the Shahada. So, so the author has touched on this topic um, in in only a very few pages, which cannot do justice. But as a, as a basic understanding, I think inshallah it can be can be read. Uh, so, what is covered? First of all, uh, his birth um, uh, that the Prophet uh, وسلم, uh, was born in Makkah in five seventy CE, and that uh, his father died before his birth, and his mother also died when he was very young. So, Prophet Muhammad was an orphan or lived the life of an orphan for uh, most of his life, and he was placed under the care uh, under the care of his paternal grandfather or Abdul Muttalib. And after his grandfather's death, he was placed under the care of Abu Talib, who was uh, one of his paternal uncles. Um, right. Uh, so, and uh, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam spent forty years before he received the revelation in Meccan tribe of Quraysh, into which he was born. And during this period, he came to be known amongst his people as a Sadiq al-Amin. And if we read into the Sirah, we will see how even before the revelation, people used to believe. Uh, our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, uh, you know, as a very trustworthy, um, uh, as very truthful and trustworthy, because of his um, uprightness and excellent manners, uh, and he did work as a shepherd um, and later as a merchant in his life as well before the advent of Islam. Um, right, and then his mission. Um, so, which is again skipping a lot of the. Uh, you know, um, uh, a lot of the story, uh, we we go on to the mission, um, his mission which was given to him when uh, uh, our Prophet Muhammad turned 40, and then he would regularly retreat to the cave of Hira on the peak of Mount Nur, uh, on the outskirts of Makkah, um, and meditating and worshipping Allah. And one, one night, uh, sorry, uh, the first, uh, it was... Yeah, mentioning and worship. It was then that he started receiving the revelation from Allah. the The first verses he received there were, uh, uh, you know, the famous verses of uh, uh, Surah Al Alaq, like Iqra Bismi Rabbika Ladi Khalaq. Like um, the the first verses, like read in the name of your Lord who created. Yeah, he created man from a clot of blood. Read, and your Lord is most uh, generous. He who taught by the pen, pen taught man that which he knew not. The verses were ushered in a new era of knowledge, reading, light and guidance. The Quranic revelations continued until his death 23 years later. Uh, so that was the mission, uh, that was the start of the of the mission uh, really. And um, if anyone's in interested, uh, please read through or read or, you know, uh, try and find a good tafsir of Surah Al-Alaq and, and, and the details will be discussed inshallah. Uh, and then the uh, author goes on to discuss the beginning of this mission. So after three years of preaching secretly, so the initial uh, 
um, the uh, the initial dawah uh, was was uh, like secretly, and then spent another ten years preaching Islam openly. And during this period, he and his companions were subjected to all forms of injustice. So initial part uh, of Islam was very quite difficult, uh, especially on the companions as well who suffered. Um, from people who could not accept this new religion uh, coming, especially the pagans of Quraysh. Um, in any case, and then the uh, author goes on to explain his migration, which is, um, after all the prosecution and everything, Muhammad Sallallahu and his companions had to migrate. So this event in the Syria was known as the, as the Hijra uh, to, to Medina. But inshallah, we will continue on the other side of the break uh, please do stay tuned uh, we will carry on with the new muslim guide assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh assalamu alaikum this is atif nawaz listen to inspire fm shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on apple podcasts or spotify Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Dear listeners, welcome back. You are tuned in to Inspire FM 105.1 and you are listening to Welcome to Islam, a show which is a platform for new Muslims, reverts and converts to express you know, the, the challenges they are going through to just tell us their story uh, and connect with the existing Muslim community. Um, and alhamdulillah, uh, we are doing a mini uh, a mini series of of lectures um which is a mishmash of a uh, a guidebook and a basics of islam course the guidebook itself is the new muslim guide by uh, uh by the author fahd salim bahammam and um and and covers the the topics of the um of the basics of islam really and we are also on top of that we are uh, following through the the course materials of basics of Islam, which can be you know followed by uh, new Muslims, uh, which is catered for new Muslims, but as um, I mean as well it can be used by existing Muslims who are starting to uh, practice their religion, um, and it, it's always good to sometimes like dip back into the basics. Um, uh, alhamdulillah. So I hope um, you know the listeners find it beneficial. So apart from this live show, we are also recording this course on our podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. So if there are any specific topics that you uh, want to go back and have a listen, please uh, feel free to download the episode and listen in while you're in your commute or um, yeah, uh, during any of your dead times, as they call it. Uh, you can also send us your comments or you know um join in to if you i mean if you have any uh questions as well on the on the course content do let us know if i personally cannot answer we should be able to inshallah reach out to people or scholars who know and get back to you to to reach out please do uh, call us on our studio number. That's 0158 You can also send us a text message on that number or you can send us a message on WhatsApp. That's on 0777 So inshallah, let's uh, carry on with the uh, with the course content, um, which is we have today. It's uh, the episode uh, two of the, of the New Muslim Guide series. And so far, um, we have touched on, uh, we have recapped uh, what we've uh, gone through on, on the first episode and then we've touched on uh, the chapter one. Uh, we were in the middle of the discussion of understanding the statement of the Shahada, which is the La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. We've explained the two parts of La ilaha illallah uh, and now we've just moved on to the the part of um, the testimony that Muhammad is Allah's messenger or Muhammad Rasulullah. Uh, we've touched um, briefly on the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad very very summarized, uh, and, and we got to the point oh, how the revelation began and um, yeah up to that bit, and 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 we um, got to the point of migration, which is a 
the migration is a like a certain milestone event um, in in the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So so continuing from there, uh, inshallah. So at the age of fifty three, Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam migrated to Medina, which was then called Yathrib. So um, from there we can tell that. Uh, at the age of 40 the revelation began so he was in Mecca 13 years before uh, making hijra uh, the first three years of uh, dawah preaching was um, uh, was done uh, secretly um, after which uh, Allah's messenger وسلم, spent another 10 years preaching Islam openly and and we mentioned about that this period uh, himself and his companions were unjustly treated by the pagan Quraysh um, and eventually leading on to them having to, uh, you know, leave the city of Mecca to Medina, which was at that time called uh, Yathrib. Um, now, after the migration, <clears throat> um, uh, well, which which happened because the Quraysh notables had opposed his mission, and and in fact plotted to kill him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he spent ten years there. Um, in, in Medina, inviting people to Islam and enjoying the prayer, zakat and the other Islamic rituals on the Muslims. So during that 10 years, um, Islam really flourished. So that was uh, uh, by, by, the, by the permission of Allah, of course. Uh, so following the migration, Allah's Messenger laid the foundation for Islamic civilization and determined the aspects of the Muslim society. He eradicated tribal fanaticism, spread knowledge, established the principles of justice, righteousness, fraternity, cooperation, and organization. So, and uh, as expected, you know, during that time, some tribes did attempt to put an end to Islam once and for all, leading to a number of skirmishes and wars, wars but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supported his messenger and made Islam reign supreme. Um, even after that, uh, we know from Islamic history that, you know, the Sahabas carried on um, and Islam spread far and wide. Uh, yeah, it came all the way up to Europe <coughs> and uh, expanded to, I mean, most of the Muslim world as we see uh, today. Then people in Mecca and in most cities and tribes in the Arabian Peninsula at that time willingly began entering this great religion in crowds. So once people start seeing the truth and the message of Islam propagated, people started entering in great crowds, fully convinced that this is that this is the true religion. Um Right, yeah, and uh, as I mentioned, this is like extremely, extremely summarized, and I highly recommend uh, the listeners to <clears throat> to have to to listen to or read at least one Sira book uh, or you know one Sira lecture series um, as as a side project, inshallah. So which which can be very beneficial in understanding uh, Islam. So and then as uh, part 7 the author mentions about his death which was in the lunar month of Safar on the um, uh, yeah yeah on the lunar month of Safar after Allah's messenger uh, dis- um, disseminated the message of Islam and Allah had completed his favor upon the Muslims by perfecting his religion for them um, the messenger sallallahu had a sudden onset of fever which led to his death on Monday uh, the 11th of Rabiul Awal which is the 8th of June on 632 C at the age of 63. Uh, he was buried where he uh, died in the apartment or, you know, in the house of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, um, which is now housed within the Prophet's mosque in Medina. So um, whoever's um, uh, lucky to go for Hajj, uh, inshallah, this time, um, I mean, or, or whoever goes to Medina, they can uh, have a look at the... Uh, in the Prophet's mosque, um, I mean, you know, the burial place of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, so that's a very, very short surah, just in a, in a, like two, three pages. It, as we said, it can't do justice. But as part of the course, um, um, going to the details of the surah is beyond the scope. We are trying to give a very basic outline, and and that's uh, that's the part of the surah, um, and and the author decided to put it under the. Um, you know, part of the Shahada of uh, Muhammad Rasulullah. <clears throat> now, uh, now then, uh, the author mentions about the meaning of the testimony that Muhammad is Allah's messenger. So, so this not just means that we believe that he was his messenger, but also to believe that his statements, 
uh, his, his statements, uh, to believe in his statements as well, and do the acts as he commanded, and avoiding the acts that he وسلم, prohibited, and worship Allah according to the manner he prescribed to us. So rather than inventing our own ways of uh, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we follow the way of the Prophet sallallahu uh, because there's in uh, in Surah Al Imran, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentions that um, obey Allah and the Messenger that you may find mercy. So this is a clear cut command to obey the Messenger. So so we get to obey Allah by obeying uh, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as well, because uh, obviously the revelation came down through him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and and that is the and and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentioned that that is the way to follow. Okay, now what does that mean? Um, what does that entail, really? That believing in in Allah's messenger. Uh, so not just believing that he, okay, he was the messenger and uh, it was uh, revealed, uh, the Quran was revealed through him. But all of the uh, all of the statements he made regarding, let's say, the matters relating to the unseen world, such as the last day, the eternal bliss in paradise, and the everlasting punishment in hellfire. And uh, he, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, mentioned about the events that will take place on the Day of Judgment, the signs of the Day of Judgment, the major incidents, um, and, the, and even the minor incidents preceding uh, the end of the world. Uh, so this is something uh, we need. I mean, uh, we need to believe in as well because there were statements made by the Prophet ﷺ. Um, uh, he's also mentioned stories of the past nations and what happened between the prophets and their people. So there are stories in the Quran. But again, the hadith goes into some of the details as well, into some of these stories. Uh, because in the in the Quran, like just just a quick example, in the Quran, it 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 asks us to pray, but the the way we pray is not mentioned, and that information we get uh, from the companions who recorded how our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam prayed, and um, you know, logically, that's the best way to follow we cannot just you know um, just make our own ways of praying and say that okay this is the best way i think i'm getting connected to uh allah okay so that's that's one part of um, oh, what does that belief in muhammad in allah's messenger um, belief that muhammad is in is allah's messenger entails the second part the author mentions is to do the acts <clears throat> is to do the acts he enjoined and avoid the acts he prohibited. Um, like, for example, to comply with his orders, being fully convinced that he did not speak of his own desire and that what he came was, um, what he came with was nothing but a revelation revealed to him. As the Quran says, whoever obeys the messenger has obeyed Allah in Surah An-Nisa. And um, okay, so that is to comply with the orders. The other bit being to avoid the acts that he prohibited, such as erroneous practices and bad manners, fully convinced that he only prohibited us from doing so due to some divine wisdom and for our own benefit, even if we may not be sometimes aware of such benefit. Uh, for example, take the example of uh, alcohol. The the harmful effects of alcohol were were really not known maybe until well, quite recently, until the advent of uh, modern medicine, um, or, or I mean, most of the uh, time, uh, probably, um, it wasn't even known. But even then, it was to be avoided, even if we didn't understand. But now, now we know. Obviously, there are lots of harmful effects, not just uh, of losing the mind or uh, harming the liver or the body in certain way. Um, so. Whether we understand it or not, we have to avoid the acts that um, he sallallahu alaihi wasallam prohibited. And then, to be certain beyond any point that doing the acts he enjoyed, uh, he enjoined, and avoiding the acts uh, he prohibited will benefit us tremendously and bring us happiness in this life and in the hereafter. <clears throat> uh, yeah, as, as we've discussed. Um, and to firmly believe that those who disobey Allah's Messenger will suffer a grievous punishment, as the Quran states, uh, those who oppose His command should be should be aware of a testing trial coming to them or a painful punishment striking them, which is again in Surah An-Nur. 
So those that was the second part of uh, what it entails to say that we believe in the messenger of Allah that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Um the third part that the uh, the third section that the author refers to is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in accordance with the prophet's instructions. Um so this implies is to follow his examples which we say are the prophet's sunnah. Uh I mean it's it's just practices including his words, deeds and approvals in all aspects of our life. Uh right. And then um uh and to believe that uh, Islam is complete, Allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam conveyed Islam and all its laws in full. So Islam is complete meaning that there will be no new Islamic laws coming in or nothing new will be added to the religion and um, I mean that's what it uh, means by uh, saying that Islam has been completely sent or revealed down uh, while Muhammad was alive uh, now obviously a discussion comes out from here what if there are uh, new uh, problems or you know something comes up that requires new rulings uh, or laws uh again as i mentioned um, at the start of the episode there is a certain methodology which is followed so there is the so we go back we refer back to the quran and the sunnah <clears throat> of the prophet and if we can't still uh you know uh, reconcile something then we go into the ijma of the scholars or a qiyas is made again these are details which are beyond the scope of this course but um if there are any questions or if we want to uh go into the detail uh please um contact a scholar who you are comfortable with uh there's a lot of reading required but at this stage uh we we leave it at that that there are certain methodologies uh now the uh, as part of uh you know prophet's instructions to worship in the way in accordance to um with the prophet's instructions we have we we need to also understand that islam is relevant to all times and places so islamic rulings mentioned in the quran and the prophet sunnah are relevant to all times and places for no one knows for certain what is best for people except allah who created them in the first place right uh moving on uh, the 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 next section not the next section really uh, i mean uh, continuing from what it means to follow or um uh, do the ibadah following only prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and not inventing on our own wills and desires is to follow the prophet's sunnah for one's good deeds and devotional acts to be accepted by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they have to be done in accordance with the manner prescribed by the prophet uh, as the quran states so let him who hopes to meet his lord do right his work and not associate anyone in in the worship of his lord in surah al-kahf the phrase righteous work here denotes good deeds which are done in accordance with the prophet's sunnah um and the and the last part is innovations in religious matters are strictly forbidden uh especially as we know in when it comes to acts of worship we take it from the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and from nowhere else um and uh, it is said that those who introduce an innovation in the religion uh such as offering a prayer not sectioned by the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam or blatantly go against his command uh and will have the innovation they have introduced well um sorry such as offering the prayer not sectioned by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam blatantly go against his command and will have the innovation that they introduced will be rejected as the quran states those who oppose his command should uh should be aware of a testing trial coming to them or a painful punishment striking them the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam also said in this connection he who innovates something so this is quite important he who innovates something in this religion of ours that is not of it will have it rejected so this is this came in sahih al-bukhari hadith in sahih al-bukhari and also in sahih muslim so very very authentic hadith again i will repeat this one he who innovates something in this religion of ours that is not of it will have it rejected uh right again there is an, a big discussion on this what is innovation what is a good innovation what is a bad innovation and 
what say for example some, i mean the the initial response sometimes uh, uh we tend to get is like so what about like modern technology using phones and wrist watches and um uh, you know uh, yeah like like modern technology are and these innovations but uh, but obviously uh some of the innovations are neutral but here the innovations refer to the innovations in acts of ibadah specifically so we cannot uh let's say come up and say that there is a sixth um you know uh like like we know that that muslims pray five times a day so if somebody comes and says that no there is a sixth period of time when you have to pray another more obligatory prayer then that is obviously something that is rejected obviously this um i've given a very uh, vague example in terms of the, something that never happens because obviously there are controversies around certain topics again those are beyond the scope of the course and we shall try and avoid uh so alhamdulillah we have reached a point um uh, after which we have um you know the the author explains the six pillars of faith and in the interest of time uh, alhamdulillah we are just 5 minutes away from the end of the show so we will uh, just touch on the six pillars of faith and um, uh, and maybe briefly talk about what uh, we will cover in in the next episode inshallah right so moving on um so that was the bit of the la ilaha illallah and on this chapter the next section is uh basically on the six pillars of faith uh after um which we can cover in the most of which we can cover in the next uh, episode uh after which we can move on to the chapter of purification mm. uh, which is again linked to prayer that is the f- uh first pillar uh and then every episode we will try and cover one of the pillars before moving on to the more practical aspects like the financial transactions your food uh the rights family and so on and so forth so that's the that's the plan uh inshallah we will see how we get along and please do let us know give us your feedback uh and let us know if you're finding the content of the course useful if you need the links um to to the course uh it's uh if you go to newmuslimguide.com you should be able to get uh you know all the sections uh structured and divided into small articles and as i mentioned earlier as well um there are recorded audio and ebooks uh, available now uh moving on so we should um uh in a few minutes we just um uh let's say just touch on the six pillars of faith or iman uh we can just briefly touch on it and then in detail we can go into each of the pillars of faith um in the next episode inshallah so to start with is the belief in allah which is the natural instinct or the fitra of any human being so when a baby is born is born in a fitra and then we know that the parents or the society change them to believe in probably other gods or no gods or different you know beliefs and everything else but in the islamic faith we believe that every baby is born into islam uh without any sins and with a natural fitra or with a natural instinct of having that belief in god uh believing the existence of god right and then there are the 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 signs of uh uh oh, the, there are signs there are lots of signs in the creation itself which point us to the belief in allah um yeah so and allah and we know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent messengers and revelations throughout time uh to different tribes and nations uh throughout the history um allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent messengers and uh, revelations um to to make sure that there are um you know people who are aware of the existence of of god so the next one is the belief in angels so we will discuss inshallah on next episode that who created the angels uh what were angels created from what do angels do can they disobey allah can we see the angels and and all about angels and um um yeah and that pillar of um faith which is to believe 
uh, in the angels. On number three, we have the belief in divine scriptures. That is to believe that Allah sent down divine revelations to his messengers and we accept all the past revelations in their original form. However, with time, uh, they may have been corrupted um, and, and some of them uh, no longer exist as well. Uh, just to give a quick example, it's like the scrolls given to Abraham, the Torah given to Moses, the Zabur to David and the Injil to Jesus or Isa alayhi <clears throat> Um Right, believe in divine scriptures. Um, um, we mentioned about the belief in the messengers. So after the um, belief in divine scriptures, we go on to believing the messengers who brought those uh, revelations, whom Allah chose to well, bring the um, revelations, peace be upon them all. And Muslims believe in all of them. There are obviously named messengers and uh, messengers whom Allah have not named or mentioned in the Quran. Uh, number five and six are believe in the judgment day, which is to believe in a life after death. Uh, and then all our good deeds and bad small deeds are recorded by angels uh, in our books of deeds. Uh, and that after a period in the grave, all men and women from Prophet Adam to the last person will be resurrect, resurrected from the state of uh, death on Judgment Day. And uh, the last one in the list is the belief in divine decree or Qadr. Obviously, this is a, uh, a bit more complicated uh, kind of topic and we will need a bit more time to explain uh, to believe in a divine decree because um, obviously there is a lot of confusion around it as well. But uh, Alhamdulillah, we will we'll stop here for today. But please do join us next week on Welcome to Islam. Um, and uh, please yeah, continue with the course. In, we'll continue with the course, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.